Welcome to Creative Biolabs Science Channel. Creative Biolabs is a specialized contract research organization supporting mRNA studies with all-round solutions covering mRNA synthesis, modification, and mRNA therapeutics development. With an unwavering pursuit of innovation and lifelong learning, we keep on producing podcast series related to mRNA technology based on our knowledge and practical experience gained through years of exploration in this area. Subscribe to our channel and keep updated with our podcasts. Good evening, dear friends. Thank you for tuning in to Creative Biolabs podcast series. At the end of the last program, we talked about the correlation between microRNA pathway and small interfering RNA or RNA interference. We found that microRNAs are about the same size as siRNAs. Their production and function are largely dependent on the same cellular mechanisms. Furthermore, both of them have been proved to be involved in small RNA targeted messenger RNAs. In addition, RNA interference has been widely used to study gene function in the mammalian cell culture system and has made great efforts to develop human therapies. Today, David will tell us more about the role of microRNAs in the development of zebrafish. Thank you for being here, David. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. So RNA interference was first reported in vertebrates 10 years ago in zebrafish. But due to the frequent occurrence of nonspecific developmental aberrations, RNA interference has not been established as a reliable tool to analyze gene function in this important animal model. Because at that time, siRNA treatment was proved to have led to the inhibition of microRNA pathway in zebrafish embryos. In particular, siRNA injection has been shown to reduce the level of mature MIR-430 microRNA and affect the maternal to zygote transition. The cause of this problem has not been confirmed until recently. So was the finding of the problem helpful in any way? Yeah, it may help us to develop new RNA interference technology for zebrafish and can help us avoid the problem of nonspecific developmental defects. Observations in zebrafish also indicate that it is necessary to study whether similar inhibition of the microRNA pathway occurs in mammals under certain experimental or therapeutic conditions. What are the obvious benefits of microRNA research in zebrafish? Well, it provides important information about the protection of microRNA genes in vertebrates. And we know that zebrafishes have been proved to be a valuable system for studying the function of microRNA during development. But how do we fully study the microRNA in zebrafish? I'll give you examples of what other groups did. Some use small RNA complement DNA libraries from different developmental stages of zebrafish for large-scale sequencing in preliminary investigations. This was to obtain a comprehensive picture of the total number of microRNAs. Another method is to use predictive algorithms to search the zebrafish genome database to identify conserved hairpin structures of 60 to 100 nucleotides. These analyses led to the identification of 415 zebrafish microRNAs, and based on seed sequence identity, these can be grouped into 44 series. But the exact number of microRNAs is still unknown, you know, because zebrafish genome sequencing and annotation have not yet been completed. Is there a way to study the microRNA function during the development of zebrafish? Yes, 
We can easily use a synchronized population of hundreds of fertilized zebrafish eggs for microinjection to report structures, RNA molecules, or chemically modified nucleic acids. In gain-of-function studies, chemically synthesized mature microRNA duplexes can be injected into fertilized eggs. This method is used to analyze how the overexpression of specific microRNAs affects zebrafish's development. Do you know how we can observe whether the designed microRNA effectively silences the target messenger RNA? That's a good question. We can also co-inject mature microRNA duplexes with reporter messenger RNA so that it is possible to test whether the predicted microRNA binding site can mediate the silencing of the putative target messenger RNA. In this type of analysis, the specific microRNA duplex contains the green fluorescent protein coding sequence. Reporter messenger RNA is the three untranslated region with the predicted microRNA binding site. I heard that there are commonly used drugs for silencing the target genes of zebrafish embryos? Well, you can say that. Antisense morpholinophosphorodiamidate oligonucleotides is one of these drugs. It has been widely used by inhibiting the splicing and translation of specific messenger RNA. Subsequently, the gene function of zebrafish embryos and larvae is inhibited. Furthermore, antisense morpholinophosphorodiamidate oligonucleotides is a very useful tool for inhibiting specific microRNAs and it can be designed to block the processing of precursor microRNA or the activity of mature microRNA. Antisense morpholinophosphorodiamidate oligonucleotides, designed to be complementary to specific microRNA binding sites in target mRNA, have been shown to effectively protect target mRNA from translational inhibition or degradation. What is the key step to understanding the function of specific microRNAs? I think determining the temporal and spatial expression patterns during zebrafish development is one of the key steps. However, due to the small size of microRNAs, the technology of in-situ hybridization to detect microRNAs is very difficult. Some scientists have found that DNA oligonucleotide probes modified by locked nucleic acid can improve the sensitivity of northern blots in detecting microRNA. It can also be used for the overall in-situ detection of specific microRNAs in zebrafish embryos and larvae. What conclusions have been drawn from this key step? So using in-situ hybridization, microarray and northern analysis, the temporal and spatial expression patterns of zebrafish microRNAs at different developmental stages were studied. Studies on the time profile show that only a few microRNAs are expressed before the end of the gastrula. Most zebrafish microRNAs also exhibit tissue-specific expression patterns, indicating a functional role in tissue differentiation or maintenance of tissue characteristics. In addition, similar spatiotemporal characteristics have been observed in other vertebrates, and microRNA homologs are usually expressed in the same type of tissue. I heard that studies on abnormalities caused by dicer mutations in mice and zebrafish provide the first evidence that the production of mature microRNAs is essential for normal development. Can you tell us more about these studies? Sure. In zebrafish, homozygous dicer mutants have been shown to produce mature microRNAs within the first few days due to the presence of dicer contributed by the mother. So these zygotic dicer mutants 
have no obvious defects except for developmental arrest around the 10th day after fertilization. Using germline replacement technology to generate maternal zygotic mutant, Dicer can avoid the problem of maternal Dicer activity. These mutant Dicer embryos cannot produce mature microRNAs. And it shows serious morphogenesis defects in gastrulation, brain formation, somatic cell development and heart development. This evidence cannot exclude other explanations for the inability to produce endogenous siRNAs. So there is a relationship between these abnormalities and mere 430 family members? Yes. Further analysis revealed the relationship. The MIR-430 family is the only abundant microRNAs in the blastocyst and gastrulation stage. These microRNAs are commonly found in multiple gene copies that are mainly distributed in two large clusters on chromosome 4. Experimental evidence shows that normal development depends on the MIR-430 family. This is achieved by microinjecting pretreated double-stranded microRNAs into mutant zygotic dicer fertilized eggs. This step almost completely saved the brain and gastrulation defects. In particular, these injections have been shown to save the formation of normal ventricles and brain contractions, including the characteristic folding of the midbrain hindbrain boundary. It reveals the important role of mere 430 microRNAs in brain morphogenesis. So from these experiments, can we draw the conclusion that this particular phenotype depends on the loss of specific mature microRNAs? not due to the inability of mutant zygotic dicer mutants to produce endogenous small interfering RNA? Yes, you can say that. However, because MIR-430 injection failed to rescue some abnormalities in mutant zygotic dicer embryos, it is still possible that endogenous siRNA is necessary for normal development. Or, these additional defects may be related to the functions of other microRNAs. How do we find out how lacking mature MIR-430 microRNAs leads to morphogenesis defects? We can consider the temporal expression profile and its relationship to processes known to occur at the same embryonic stage. Interestingly, this indicates that the expression of MIR-430 family members begins at the moment of transition from maternal expression to zygotic expression. Its mature microRNAs quickly accumulate to high levels. Is there evidence showing that MIR-430 microRNAs directly regulate messenger RNA? Using target prediction, we see that the putative MIR-430 target was enriched in the upregulated messenger RNAs. Several of the three untranslated region targets have been verified in the injection experiment of reporter messenger RNAs. Based on these results, Scientists think that the microRNAs of the MIR-430 family directly regulate hundreds of maternal messenger RNAs. And some studies have provided evidence that the binding of MIR-430 to the three untranslated region of the parent messenger RNA leads to dealkenylation, which leads to degradation. So MIR-430 seems to play an important role in promoting the conversion of large amounts of maternal messenger RNA to zygotic expression. In the mutant zygotic dicer mutant, the deletion of mature MIR-430 results in delayed degradation of the maternal target messenger RNA. As a result, the time of mixed expression of maternal and zygotic genes is prolonged. This mixed state may interfere with the process of gastrulation and other types of morphogenesis. Is it possible for similar microRNA-based mechanisms to play a role in the maternal zygote transition of other fishes? Assumingly possible. 
Some groups have found conserved and clustered near 430 microRNAs in other fish genomes, including redfin pufferfish and black-green pufferfish. In addition, this microRNA family is also conserved among amphibians. Studies on Xenopus have found high levels of MIR-430 during the blastocyst stage. Do you know if there are similar results found in mammals? Well, studies on mammals and Drosophila have shown that irrelevant types of microRNAs or endogenous siRNAs are involved in the degradation of maternal messenger RNAs during the transition to zygotic expression. Mutant zygotic dicer mutants exhibit morphogenesis defects, such as lack of ventricles and brain contractions. However, the detailed morphological analysis showed that the body axis and all major subregions and cell types were not affected by the lack of mature microRNAs. So can we say that in the early stages of zebrafish development, mature microRNAs obviously do not have a broadly necessary role in cell fate designation or signal transduction? That's right. But several recent studies have shown that specific microRNAs play an important role in the specific process of zebrafish development and have similar results in different microRNAs mammals. Similarly, other studies have shown that zebrafish MIR-214 helps to precisely specify muscle cell types by regulating part of the hedgehog signal transduction pathway. We also see inhibition of microRNA maturation applied in several other studies where specific zebrafish microRNAs have been shown to play a role in erythroid maturation, fin regeneration, and heart pattern formation. In today's program, David shared with us his expertise on zebrafish microRNA and analysis tools, as well as the functional role of specific microRNAs. Thank you, David, for the wonderful discussion. Thank you, everyone, for listening. There will be more interesting topics waiting for us in the following episodes. See you next time.